Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, your kitchens, your bathrooms, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with our show. Well, today is November 4th, and Christmas is going to be here before you know it. If you're thinking of remodeling your bathroom and getting it done before Christmas, good luck. Uh, That would be a miracle if that happened. But just in case, we're going to talk about or give you tips, actually, and talk about remodeling your bathroom. My guest today is Marsha Madras. Marsha is an interior designer specializing in kitchens and baths, right up our alley. Marsha, welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Nancy. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, We're going to talk about bathrooms, like I said, and I know for years both of us have been doing that. I'm thinking that giving people tips, important tips, so that when they do start their bathroom, they don't go, "Uh uh-oh, we shouldn't have done that. The first thing we're going to talk about is my favorite. Don't make the toilet the first thing you see when you open the door. Really? Do we have to explain that? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I I see that all the time. Yeah. People make mistakes. And yeah, it's it's a turn off to see that the first thing because a lot of times people leave the door open. Yes. And they leave and, the lid open too. Uh yes. So if there's anything you can do when you're remodeling, and if you have the ability to reposition your toilet, I would say make that your priority. Um, also, even if you do a wall-hung toilet, that's a mouthful. Marsha, have you done any wall-hung uh, toilets lately? No, I have not. Those are, for what I can say, pretty. You know, they don't have the tank behind them. But still, no matter what, you don't want to open the door and there's the toilet. So no. I would make that number one. I also uh, like, like it privacy for that behind a door if possible. Yeah. Or even if they have to build a privacy wall, I've done that too. A lot of times you'll walk in and see the vanity and to the left or right is the toilet. If you have enough space, maybe you can build a pony wall to separate the toilet from the vanity. I mean, if you have the space, it's a really good idea. It is Um, a good idea. Yeah. And also, if you have little kids and they decide to open the door while you're using the toilet, it would be good to have a little privacy, right? (laughs) That's one place I like privacy. Yeah. I I don't know what it is, but little kids uh, don't like the door closed when their parents are using the bathroom. Uh So, uh, yeah, take precautions or put a lock on the door. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. Yeah. Another thing that I find people doing is putting in the bathtub when they don't even take a bath. What do you think about that? Uh, Well, I have mixed feelings. It depends where the house is and who it caters to. If it's an over 55 community, do you think you're ever going to want to take a bath? Oh, I totally agree. I don't think they should. And then if if there's a a community where there's like four bedroom house catering towards families with children, you need a bathtub, but yeah. where to put it, if you can get away without putting it in the master and put it in the secondary bathroom, then you could turn that uh, bathtub space into a, a shower. Nice oh, big I shower. totally agree. Totally. I know realtors usually tell people you've got to have at least one bathtub in the house. Um, going back to the over 55, I did a 
beautiful remodel a couple of years ago, and the homeowner wanted a freestanding tub. So I didn't agree because getting out of the tub is dangerous. I don't care how old you are and who you are. It's not the safest thing in the world. But anyway, we went shopping and I said, well, before you spend all this money on a bathtub, why don't you get in? Well, she did. No problem. But she couldn't get out. And yeah. Uh, So we then went with the ultimate shower, which we'll talk about later. But I, I don't recommend bathtubs. Um, I don't care who you are. They look nice in a picture. They're always showing somebody sitting in the bathtub with a glass of wine and the candles. Yeah. Who has the time for that? Yeah. In the real world. Yeah, I know. Let's, let's get real. Um, and bathtubs are a big investment too. But if you're going to do your master bedroom, bathroom suite, and it's going to be zen, comfortable, and you're a bath person, hey, go for it. But if you're never going to use it, don't even think about it. Uh, converting the shower or the bathtub to a shower is pretty easy. Um, I've done a lot of that. What do you think about that one? Well, I try to be cost effective for the client because very rarely do you have someone that prices no object. Um, yeah, right. so, so your plumbing is, is an expensive thing to move. So yes, uh, converting a bathtub into a shower is ideal. I would recommend that. Now, I've done a lot of podcasts um, on the uh, aging in place, if that's what we want to say. So I'm going to give a couple of hints. Um, number one, I am definitely uh, a proponent of taking that bathtub out and turning it into a shower area. Don't forget. Well, Go ahead. The the shower, in my estimation, should have a bench. Oh, I was just going to say that. Don't forget the bench. Right? And, the ha- and the handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, a handheld shower head. Matter of fact, depending on the size of the shower, I've put two in. One by the bench for the person who cannot stand and they have their own controller. And then one at the other end of the shower if the shower is being shared with somebody else in the house. Uh, don't go cheap when it comes to that convenience because you will kick yourself in the long run when you do the shower and you go, I should have done this, right? You know, yes. Those- yeah, you don't want to make those mistakes. And it's, let's face it, it's hard to do it. After you do the whole shower, you go, oh, yeah, I forgot this or I forgot that. Uh, think about the shower, everything you want before you build it. And even if you don't need it now, I'd put in a grab bar. Oh, definitely. Um, tr- I'm doing a bathroom remodel now, and the person is kind of mid age. And I said, you need a grab bar. No, I don't. I said, you will need one. Um, I don't care how old you are. You might have a foot problem, a knee problem. You might be 18 and, you know, you broke your knee when you went skiing. And how do you think you're going to stand up in the shower if you don't have a grab bar to support you? Right? Absolutely right. I think they should say, you have a shower head. It comes with a grab bar. (laughs) Package deal. Sure. And it can match. Yeah, it can match the plumbing. Uh, And matter of fact, a lot of the plumbing companies do have the companion um, accessories, whether it be towel bars, grab bars, toilet paper holders, um, hooks. So there's a a whole selection of things that you can add to your bathroom. Um, Go ahead. I would would make the the soap niche 
I probably would put in two if they have the room because for a couple, they each have their own special items for shampoo and soap. And, you know, it's funny. My granddaughter um, asked me what a bar of soap was. She's never seen one. Oh, that's funny. They use use liquid soap. Yes. So that's that's another thing. A little cake of soap doesn't take up much room, but if you buy a big bottle of uh, soap, liquid soap, it, it takes up a lot of room in the niche. So I don't think they make the niches big enough. Yeah, I've been uh, actually going 12 inches high and up to 48 inches wide. Yes. That's, that's four feet, people. That yes. holds a lot of stuff. Hey, yeah. do you remember soap on the rope? Yes, I remember soap on the rope. I bet you nowadays nobody knows what it is. But I used to do a lot of showers, and some of the showers were really small to the point, and I might make this um, note. If you're going to do a shower, make sure that you have enough space to bend over. Some of the showers, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, some of the showers I did were like 32 by 32. So if you go to bend down when you drop the soap, the door hit your rear open. end, uh, yeah, then that throws off your balance. So I used to say, if you're going to do it that small, get soap on the rope. So for those who don't know what that is, it's, it's soap on a rope that you hang around your neck and then you won't lose the soap. Sounds funny, but I think it was probably one of the most useful things that were out there years ago. Can you still get it anymore? I don't know. I don't know. To tell you the truth, I haven't really thought about it because I use liquid soap as well. Uh-huh. Um, the one thing I want to bring up in a shower is actually, I talked about aging in place, but if you're going to do a shower and you're of the uh, the age where... Uh, you're not that steady or you use a walker, you might consider using a linear drain in the shower. That will let you do away with the curb. So actually, you don't have to lift your foot over the curb. It's called a walk-in shower. It's just level with your bathroom floor. Now, we use a linear drain and we cheat a little. We uh, slant the floor towards this drain so that, of course, the water doesn't back up into your bathroom and then into your bedroom. But consider that. It is a little pricey, but well worth the price. Have you done any linear drains? No, but I do mostly the cabinetry at this point in my career. But the one important thing is when you're getting a contractor, get a contractor that knows what he's doing. Oh, number one, definitely. I agree. I did have a contractor who said, what is a linear drain? And at that point, folks, or if your plumber says, what is it? Just turn the page and get a new one, a new yes. uh, plumber. Yeah. Linear, they're getting very popular. They're clean looking. They work well. But um, there's a caveat. You have to dig up the floor and you have to know what you're doing to install a linear drain. So, um That's something that I would suggest, especially, like I said, if you have somebody in the house that's using a walker or can't lift their leg, maybe they have hip problems. So we consider everything when we do a bathroom, right? Yes, it's very detailed. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you just put in a vanity, a sink, a toilet, and that's it. But it's probably more detailed or just as detailed as the kitchen. Oh, definitely. Some some of it's probably more detailed. Because you're in a confined space and you have all these details you have to think about. Yeah. And like I said, it's a little too late when everything's done and you forgot something. It, uh, if you're doing the bathroom yourself, like I said, make a list of what you would like to see. Go price it. See what you can put in. 
and then start whittling your wish list, but don't get rid of the necessities. So if you need a grab bar, that's a necessity. If you need a shower head on a, a slider bar, what are we doing? Slider bar. We don't know. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a shower head that you can disconnect and you can clean the shower floor. You can wash your hair with it. It's in your hand. Then you hook it back on. So typically you don't need a stationary shower head if you've got a small shower. You can do with the handheld, but talk to your plumbing supply people and they'll help you with it if you're doing this yourself. What do you think about the clear glass on all the wall, like, you know, on the, the door and on the walls. What do I think about? I love it, especially if you have a small bathroom. It makes the bathroom look bigger. Also, if you're doing some interesting tile on your shower walls, you don't want to hide it by using, uh, say, rain glass or something, pebble glass. But the downside is you have to keep it clean, right? Yes. And the way I do it is squeegee it after a shower. But if you're in a hurry or if you have back problems, it's a difficult thing to do, but you have to do it. There's something you can spray on your shower door so that the water doesn't stick to it. It'll just slide right down. You know, I read somewhere online that WD-40 would be something like that. It's sort of an oil finish, and then when the water hits it, it just slides right down. I agree with you. You know, if you don't keep it clean, it's you might as well not have clear glass. Yes, and in Phoenix, we have hard water, so... It, yeah, so it spots. spots. Yeah. Yes, everything spots. Now, the other thing is if you uh, have a shower that your kids go in and out while you're in the shower, you might not want clear glass unless yes. you know, you're not embarrassed. <laughs> right. What can I say? You know, if you want to open it up to the world, fine. Clear glass, keep the door open and have fun, right? <laughs> yes. Now, have you seen the wet rooms that, that, that show done- on HGTV? Well, I started doing wet rooms about six, seven years ago, uh-huh. probably before they got popular. I seem to be an innovator. And uh, talking again about uh, uh, the aging in place or if somebody has a disability, probably 15 years ago, I did a wet room. I put the toilet in the shower for somebody who was in a wheelchair. And oh. they so they went from... Uh, you know, when you have a disability, you don't know when you need a toilet. And it was just much easier uh, to incorporate the toilet into the shower, which was huge. And so that was considered a wet room. And I've also done showers with tubs in them. Um, As long as you have your splash hitting an area that's covered with tile, Mm -hmm. um, I think wet rooms are really practical. What do you think? I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I've never, I've never, I've done one, and I've never used one. So I, I'm hard pressed for an opinion. Mm. I like I said, I think they have its place, uh, especially. And I've done one in a small bathroom, but I had to make sure that all of the areas that might be splashed was covered with tile. Yeah. Um, the toilet is waterproof. You know, the tile on the the walls are waterproof, so you just have to be concerned about the vanity. If you think about it, every time you got water on your vanity and it's a wood vanity, it's eventually going to start looking terrible. It's yes, gonna, it does. 
the finish starts looking water uh, damaged and well, maybe using a laminate would be better. So uh depends on, you know, what the, uh, how they use their bathroom and how yeah, and the layout. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk about adequate lighting because I think that's important. But first I want to talk about my lighting company that I use. Uh, actually, Premier Lighting is the quintessential uh, lighting company. They have a beautiful showroom in Scottsdale. If you're not living in Scottsdale and you'd like to see what they have, you can go on shoppremier.com. They have a beautiful website, and they also have a lot of blogs on their website, so you'll learn a lot of stuff. Um, Their fixtures are all pictured on there, and they have consultants that would help you with your lighting, especially if you're going to try to do your bathroom yourself. So their phone number is 623-907-2669. That's 623 907-2669. They do ship around the country, and so you can purchase online. Go to shoppremier.com. So adequate lighting in the bathroom. How important is that? Oh, my goodness. If you still wear makeup, then it's very important. I think uh, now that we use LED lighting, everybody should switch. Don't try to keep a fluorescent light in your bathroom. It'll make you look terrible, and you can't put makeup on with it. Yeah, it distorts color, right? Yes. uh, There's one good thing that I found to do would be a 4-inch LED spotlight over the sink area. You Mm -hmm. can center that over the sink, and that'll give you enough light so that you can put your makeup on. You should have your light on a dimmer. Also, think about putting a light in your shower. Um, What about a heat heat lamp? Well, you know, they do have combos, uh, the light and the fan and the heat lamp. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some, well, I think you have somebody calling you. Uh, Some companies do make the combo and that's good. But if you don't do, well, usually the fan goes outside the shower with the heat lamp. But I have, I've been putting lights in the shower. They have to be waterproof, especially if you don't have a window or if you want to shower at night. It's always nice to have some good light. And the other thing is um, you can have layering in your bathroom, even if it's a small bathroom. You can have your uh, your four-inch LED light over the sink on a dimmer, and you can have some sconces, mood lighting. So not don't skimp on the light. I think that's very important. Um, oh, we have lights that you could put under the toe kick that are um, motion-activated, so if you get up in the middle of the night, you don't have to look for the lights that switch. It just goes That's on. That's a good idea. And matter of fact, we didn't talk about the toilet too much other than saying it shouldn't be your first uh, focus point. But some companies have night lights on their toilet so that you can find them in the middle of the night. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, um, there's toilets um, that have a double flush depending on whether it's fluid waste or solid waste. And you okay. save water on the on the fluid waste. It uses like a one and a half gallons on the fluid waste, and then three gallons on the uh, solid waste. And it's a way to save water, but it's a way to keep it cleaner. Yeah. Uh, also, they have toilets that are a combination of um, oh, well, they have heated seats. They have. Um, the Washlet by Toto, which you can do aftermarket. And by the way, if you're remodeling your bathroom and you would like to do a Washlet 
which is like a bidet aftermarket. You have to make sure that you put a, a 110, I think it's a 110 outlet by your toilet. Otherwise, you won't have any place to uh, get power for this washlet. So that's an important thing that people would forget. Um, so make sure that you have enough elect electric uh, outlets in your bathroom. They should be GFIs. Um, there's and never you, too much on that. You might want to check the seat height, too, because it varies from toilet to toilet. Yeah, well, um, I thought that if you get a um, comfort height, that's usually 18 inches, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and other than for tiny people, like me, uh, yeah. the comfort height is perfect for most people. If you have a bad back, get the comfort height. Don't even uh, mess around with the shorter ones. If you uh, even have bad knees, you don't have to... I don't want to get into the personal things, but just look at the comfort height toilet. I think that's important. Hey, um, let's talk about steam showers. How important is a steam shower? Well, I think it's up to the individual. Mm -hmm. I, for one, I've never used one, so I can't tell you whether it's good or bad, but um, I, I'm assuming it opens up the pores for deep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's right. You're right. And it's supposed to be very relaxing. I've never used one either, I have to admit, but I started putting in steam showers in 1995. Believe it or not, I used to call the shower an experience because the showers that I designed had rain heads. That's a coming from the ceiling. It's as if you were walking in the rain. Not my favorite thing. Handheld right. benches, body sprays, and steam showers. And the steam showers um, actually have some parameters you have to follow. If you're going to have a steam shower, you better plan on waterproofing that ceiling. So tile is important. You've got to do that. You've got to actually tile every surface. And when you're going to get your steam shower unit, that steam unit has a lot of uh, do's and don'ts and parameters. And so your best bet is to talk to the company where you're going to buy it and give them the size of your shower, the height of your ceiling, if there's any windows, how big your glass opening is, all that goes uh, into the little uh, calculation of how much power your steam unit needs. So that's important. What about tile? This is an amazing time to redo anything that requires tile. The choices, the selection is, is unbelievable now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, let me just go back to steam showers. If you're going to have a steam shower, double check on the tile you're going to use. I always recommend porcelain. I have done steam showers with natural stone, but it has to be well sealed. Uh, when it comes to Carrera, it's a marble. They don't recommend that you use that in a steam shower. So you can find Carrera porcelain tiles. I recommend that for the steam shower. But, yeah, tiles are where it is. I mean, there's way too many selections. You have to be careful about the floor. Mm -hmm. you, don't want, you don't want something that's slick or shiny because it could be slippery. You don't want to put too big of the tiles in the floor because the grout lines are what makes it non-slip. So a lot of times you, you'll have tile on the wall and you can go as big as you want and then maybe some kind of trim, but then the tile on the floor should be small. 
Absolutely. Uh, the tile is usually a companion to the wall tile. A lot of times when you go to the tile company, they will have two by twos on a mesh and they will match that to the wall. So your walls could be 12 by 24, 18 by 18, whatever it is. Don't plan on putting that on the floor. Like Absolutely not, yeah. Yeah, like you said, the two-by-twos give you uh, a lot of grout lines. A lot of people say, but I don't want to clean the grout. Well, you know what? I'd rather you not slip. Clean the grout. They'll seal it, but it gives you more grab. And then you can be very careful on your bathroom floor. Don't use anything that's glossy um, unless you have rugs on there and make sure the rugs are backed with uh, a non-skid surface. Oh, Absolutely. So um, I think we've covered everything except the height of your sink. Do you know a lot of people are using the vessel sinks, which I think are very cool. Um, well, there's pros and cons to them, but I don't want to get into that. But the typical height I'm finding of a vanity that's comfortable, and you do a lot of vanities, is what are you finding 36 inches is most comfortable for people yes that's yes that's everybody is doing it's 34 and a half plus an inch and a half for the countertop which is a total of 36 and every cabinet company uh, has that size you don't i i automatically do it for people because everybody everybody wants it It, it's it's backbreaking to uh lean over and wash your face on a 30 inch high vanity which is what they used to used to do yeah, I think it was in the 40s. The Cabinet Guild said, well, we're going to do 30-inch in the bathrooms and 36 in the kitchen. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know why they did that. But now you look at a 30-inch vanity and you think, yeah, this is good for kids. Right. Uh, when, I, when I suggest to people that they should have a higher vanity, I just say go to the kitchen and brush your teeth and see how your back feels. And You're Absolutely have- right. Yeah, I haven't had anybody say, oh, no, no, that's too high. I actually did a house for a baseball player who was tall, and so we did 42-inch high vanities, which brings me to the point, it's your house, you've got to be comfortable. If you're a very tall person, well, I wish I was tall, but not that tall, but um, you can go with a 42. There's no, unless you're going to sell the house in a year, then plan on going with 36, but now the question is, you've got a vessel sink. At what height do you put the vanity, Marcia? Well, it depends on the height of the vessel. Some of them have so steep sides, and they're deep, and some of them don't. So I think you have to take both of those things into consideration. Yeah, so I think the top of the vessel sink should be 36 inches above the floor. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you have a vessel sink that's four inches high then make sure that your vanity finished height is 32, including the countertop, because then your four-inch vessel is going to go on top of that. Now, what about the wall-hung cabinets? That's very popular now. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a... uh, I'm doing a remodel where I'm using three bathrooms that will have wall-hung. One of them has a vessel sink that's four inches high, so that's going to be a finished height of 36, including the top of the vessel. Mm -hmm. The others are going to be wall-hung with typical uh, undermount sinks. We say an undermount sink, we call these undermount sinks because they go under the countertop so that you don't have the lip of the sink to clean. But that'll be, I will measure that at 36 
above the floor. And I've already figured I'm going to have 11 inch space between the floor and the bottom of the cabinet. Um, this again is so important to plan before you start tearing out your walls, right? Yes. Oh, planning is everything. Yes. If you don't, what do they say? If you don't, um, if you don't plan it, you're going to, you know what? Something about you're going to fail if you don't plan it first. You'll you'll plan to fail if you don't. I've never heard, heard that. Yeah. If you don't fail, if you fail to plan, then you're going to plan to fail. In other words, if you don't plan these things before you start putting them in, now's not the time when you have your your sink and everything ripped out. You got your vanity, and then you go. Now what do I do? You have well, to plan I, first. I'll you know, tell they, you. What. I don't believe in do-it-yourselfing in the bathroom. I think that's a big mistake. Really? And we gave all these hints, Marsha. So now well, that's, what for we... the, that, that's for the design. Yeah. So now we've educated you guys. You've listened to the podcast. And so now you know a little bit more than you did before. But bottom line, we agree that you really need a professional to help you put this bathroom together, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, there's certain things I wouldn't do myself. One of them is changing a tire on a car, and the other one is uh, doing my own remodeling physically. So physically. I, yeah, physically. I mean, ju- just changing a, a, a vanity is not a big deal, but when you start with the shower and all the choices you have, you need somebody to help you. Yeah. You know, one thing I might say, you just said that um, – when you have a wall hung, you might have to change your, you're not going to keep the same P-trap because you're going to change the height of the finished countertop. So this is where your plumbing expertise comes in handy. Again, that's where you have to plan on all this stuff. Don't tell the person who's going to put the vanity in that you want it at a certain height, but you didn't tell your plumber where the vanity was going to be. In other words, uh-huh. everybody has to work together, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I think we gave everybody enough tips and hints about remodeling their bathroom so that they can actually call us if they have any questions and if they need help. But I would say, like Marsha said, don't tackle this yourself. This is not a weekend project to remodel a bathroom, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Marsha, I want to thank you for uh, being my guest today. I think we got a lot of points covered, and I hope we'll do this again. We'll have to pick another subject. But in the meantime, like we said, don't plan on doing this before Christmas. This is not an overnight job. I hope everybody... Um, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show and be sure to subscribe. You can rate my shows and you can uh, comment on them on whatever platform you're using. We are on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music and 27 other platforms. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Uh, Podcasts like this that we just did is just a plethora of information. You never know when your friends are going to want to remodel their bathroom. And I think this is a good podcast to kind of educate them, but let them know they shouldn't do it themselves. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Marsha, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And stay safe and have a great day. Bye, Nancy. Bye, Marsha. 